good one. That was a good one. Hey guys. Hey guys. This is Mike. And Austin. And welcome to our second half, maybe even our better half. Of the Strange Rocks episode part four. Yeah. So we're the second half of the last part of the fourth episode. Yeah. So basically what <laughs> happened was we talked for like two and a half hours. Yep. So we had to snip it in half. Yeah. So we're going to cut it in half. And we just thought, hey, let's do one little quick intro so we can kick off the second half mm-hmm. of the Strange Rocks episode four. In style. In style. Because we're so stylish. That's right. We're very stylish people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So without um, much. Sexy for oh, much no. <laughs> without much ado, let's just cut right to it and we'll just pick up okay. where we left off. But Kick I'm going to I'm gonna rewind and play like the last 10 seconds of the last episode. Previously on the Strange Thing Podcast. It's like all of a sudden, all of these creatures are looking for the same thing, which is they're looking for a physical home for their spirits. Weird. It is weird. And uh, so anyway, I know we went way down the rabbit trail. It's like they're all on Xbox Live and they're just waiting for an open game to play. It is like they are stuck in a simulation. Or they're, they're you know, like... Uh, they need a body. They've been they've been killed, but they're waiting to respawn, and they need to respawn in a body that they like. So they need a new avatar. Weird. It's they're weird. just waiting for the next round to load yeah. until they can get into the next you know they're loadout. The, the reboot. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's it's a yeah. goofy. <laughs> oh gosh. But it, it, you know how you mentioned uh, during the cattle mutilation episode that the cow burst a. Bigfoot-like Big thing. Yeah. So you wonder, it's like, that's some kind of weird biological thing? Like, yeah. it's weird. You know, there's no pictures. Yeah. And I've seen pictures. I, I Googled that, like, uh, cow births big Sasquatch. Body or, or baby. You know, and yeah. there's, like, cows with, like, a similarity to Down syndrome. And they their faces are a little more flat, like an ape kind of thing. Or Yep. Yeah, so, you know, we talked about last time that we aren't going to hold back anything. We're just going to throw a bunch of weird crap out there. So I'm going to throw some weird crap on this since we're here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, at least not this way. But, you know, you think about the need for a body for a disembodied spirit. Call it a skinwalker. Call it a, a, you know, a Nephilim that was destroyed in the flood. And then there's this, like, spirit that's running around looking for a, a house to live in. And then we were talking about Bigfoot. We were talking about, you know, the cattle story of the guy who went out and he discovered a cow that was giving birth and it was giving birth to something that obviously was not mm-hmm. a cow. It wasn't bovine. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of humanoid and hairy. And it freaked him out and he ran back and it was dark. And he went out the next morning to investigate when he finally had he his gone. courage up. And yeah. the cow was mutilated. A typical cattle mutilation. But the fetus of whatever that was, was gone. That's weird. And then you have all of these other, uh, typically most of them are um, cows that are pregnant. They're female bovines. They're female cattle that are mutilated and their sexual organs. And often they were known to have been pregnant. You know, that they were with cow baby. And, and so they're mutilated and all of those organs are gone plus the fetus is gone. And the one, you know, recording of the guy who says, yeah, it looked like a baby gorilla or Bigfoot. <laughs> and then it was gone. And then people, you know, are wondering about, you know, what are Bigfoot? What are they if they really exist? You know, and then some people wonder, are they really even real? 
are they more like a paranormal kind of experience? Right. You know, that's a big thing now in the Bigfoot circles is like, do they shapeshift? That and there's like so many. Uh, I saw I saw Sasquatch and he was holding an orb of light. Yeah. Or I saw Sasquatch and then I went to bed that night and had a weird dream about a UFO. Or I saw a Sasquatch or a UFO and the next day I saw a Sasquatch. It's like those two things, these two like, you know, the uh, alien side, the spiritual, demonic side, ghosts, mm-hmm. you know, that whole yeah. realm. And then there's these more ma- material, biological Sasquatch animals. Yeah. And they kind of like collide a little bit. Yeah, totally. You know what? I kind of feel like it. It's kind of like, okay, imagine like a giant vortex or whirlpool. Mm-hmm. And around on the outside of the whirlpool are all of these strange things. Bigfoot, cattle mutilations, you've got UFOs, you've got paranormal activity and ghosts, you've got strange rocks. And I feel like we've been out here floating around this periphery of this vortex that we didn't even know was there Mm -hmm. and when we start talking about it and looking at it you know we kind of start getting sucked down into the vortex yep and then it gets tighter and tighter and we're spinning faster and faster and then we start discovering that all of these things have commonalities it's true that they all kind of are tying together and and you can kind of see we're not all the way down the vortex yet but we can kind of look down the vortex and we can kind of see oh my gosh This is going to the same kind of place. This is going to the same place. This is going to this world of creatures, entities that are interacting with humanity in certain ways and manipulating our concept of reality in certain ways. But we're all heading down towards this thing, which is really like your reality is not what you think it is. Right. And these experiences that you're having with these these entities or creatures or whatever they are, Elohim, God, Raphael, skinwalkers, whatever you want to throw at it, you're interacting with something that's very different. I guess in Christian circles, you would call it the occult, mm-hmm. you know, but this microcosm that you're going to is like all connected. Right. It, it's weird. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, almost like the Matrix. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, I saw that cat. Follow the white rabbit. I'm new. And then everything kind of like makes sense. He's like, oh, well, that's why this thing happens. And that's why this guy can move through Mm -hmm. time. You know. And then when he wakes up, he realizes, you know what? None of that was real. Yeah. What's real is on the other side of the bottom of that vortex. Welcome to the real world. Which is a bunch of weird robot aliens that are trying to suck your which is Which is kind of what all of these mythological narratives talk about. Which is this other plane of existence that encapsulates these, let's just say, creator. Or if Native American, you'd call it the great spirit. Or, you know, whatever you want to call it in whatever mythos. And then all of these rebellion things. And then you have all of these servants of that great spirit or whatever you want to call it. But it's the same story. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of it are these pawns called humanity that is influenced by both the good, great spirit, and also the nefarious spirits that are basically trying to destroy 
the light in the dark the side. light and then you kind of get to the point where you realize you know what all of this stuff although it's real we live in this dimension it's real but what's really real is outside of this dimension that like this is just the precursor you're like in level two of like a 10 level game <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you're just not there yet yep. yeah you haven't gone through enough wormholes yet you're still in the training part and, and <laughs> you know i find it fascinating i find it fun but this is like almost scary i almost don't want to go down this anymore i don't want right. to go down the vortex anymore because it's changing my perceptions of so much. And even like, uh, so obviously we're coming from kind of a biblical perspective. Sure. I mean, that's what we know. Mm-hmm. But even if you go to like um, Joe Rogan, who I would say is like anti-biblical. he's like Or a-biblical. He's like the mm-hmm. kind of guy who would be like at a Burger King and be like, You idiot! It's not Christian! It's just reality! And he like pushes his little agenda on everybody. Sure, but... Yeah. He is even talking about like how he'll like do like a DMT trip and like see these spirits that are telling him about the world and the universe. He's like, and it's like a rabbit hole and you just kind of keep going down. (laughs) I don't know. It's like universally there seems to be like a second thing. Mm -hmm. Interacting. Mm -hmm. And it's like whether it's you're doing weird plants, you like to burn things and suck on them. And then you, next thing you know, you're seeing different things. Mm-hmm. And those things are telling you about this other dimension where things aren't what they seem or whatever. Or it's Christian perspective where things are not what they seem because there's a spirit that lives inside of each person and they, it's just a, a meat sack that you roam around in. Yeah. Or it's a matrix type perspective where we're all ones and zeros and everything's a simulation and you know nothing's real and the real part is when you die and you know it all seems to be like yeah you know there's it's it's never just what it is it's never just what you see it's always because of x y and z i believe there's another part all i've had to do is basically change my terminology and what i mean by that is You know, we can talk about UFOs, we can talk about aliens, we can talk about all these things, we can talk about even scientists, you know, the brainiest people on the planet talk about aliens and that their life is out there. There has to be something beyond the... And they talk about trans-dimensional things and they talk about our existence as a simulation that maybe what we are experiencing isn't real. These are this isn't coming from some kind of weird strange guy in a closet. These are the biggest brains out there, right? And they're talking about this stuff. And what I found is as a as somebody who probably has a Christian perspective, all I've got to do is change my terminology. Mm-hmm. So when I say demons, we kind of characterize demons as like this uh, dark ages kind of evil spirit that's got wings and forked tails and and all of this stuff just from what we've experienced the art we've seen inside of christianity like uh oh brother where art thou yeah george Clooney's like well there's all kinds of lesser imps and demons but the great devil himself have a pifigrated tail and carries a pitchfork <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so we think in those circles but what the are we talking about i know we have gone way 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 down but we were you know we we said we gave our listeners warning we are gonna just go for it we're just 
filters are off. We're just going to talk about all this weird stuff. And if you haven't followed or tracked with this, rewind and listen to it again. Because you'll Uh, be equally confused. Yeah, totally. Let's go back up the vortex hole. We were talking about the different things in Native American culture and mythology that maybe is depicted on petroglyphs. Remember, we started this whole diatribe (laughs) by talking about strange rocks and talking about the petroglyphs and things that were found on rocks all over the world. And then from that, we, we kind of started going down this vortex or rabbit hole of all of these things that could be symbolic on these petroglyphs, but also what definitely was already written in the mythologies and legends of the Native American people. So we're, we're, we're kind of using these really old forms of communication to find global things, global mm-hmm. hot spots that are all kind of related. Yeah, they're jump-off the points that we've found as we got sucked into the vortex are everywhere. Okay. Moving right along. So we talked about water babies. We talked a little bit about skinwalkers. But I want to go on to cannibal myths because that's one thing I found very interesting as we got into Native American mythologies Mm -hmm. and stories is there are a lot of stories about cannibals. Right. And maybe that was something because of the, you know, the society they lived in and the the environments. It was harsh. Yeah. That if you couldn't find food and protein, yep. and you were warring with another tribe, that maybe you would naturally eat them. Yep. When the elk migrate, people look more delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And we know we have like these South American tribes mm-hmm. in the Amazon or whatever that are cannibalistic. And they're still that way. And that's one of the ways that they conquer and overpower another tribe. Symbolic almost. Yeah. Or- so it could be the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's also something that was probably prevalent in the, uh, I like to say, antediluvian. Into what? Yeah. Pre-flood or in the biblical narrative, God destroyed the world because of the the angels that fell and populated, mm-hmm. you know, that procreated with women and had these giant babies, these babies that were had extra you know, physical abilities and they had extra height and they were, yep. they were just basically superhumans, yep. but they were very violent and very militant against humanity. And they were trying to destroy them according to the book of Enoch and other things. So God destroys the world through the flood mm-hmm. to preserve humanity. And it talks about Noah being pure in his generations. And so obviously he didn't have some kind of genetic mutation caused by the you know hybridization of angelic beings and humans he was pure right and so god saved him on the ark and destroyed all of the the fallen angels or fallen nephilim or whatever you want to call them naughty guys bad guys so the cannibal myths kind of come out of that same thing you know that there were these creatures that ate humans Mm -hmm. so in native american cultures there were giant individuals some native american cultures almost all have some story of giants Mm -hmm. now not all of them were cannibals some of them were white some of them were red-haired some of them didn't become giant until they've actually eaten human people i don't know i guess there were baby giants well and they grew up there's like a myth about 
Oh. You eat people and you become this monster, this that giant and moves true. fast. And... That is true. So. so I thought it'd be fun to talk about the cannibal legends in Native American mm-hmm. cultures. Uh, one of them was the dwarf cannibals. And we talked a little bit about dwarfism and these like tribes of like um, height-challenged Native Americans. Um, but there was one group that was called the Nymerigar. And these were cannibal, dwarf-sized humans. Yikes. That had, like, you know, exceptional speed, agility, and strength. <laughs> Fairies. Yeah. So, like, hobbits on steroids, mm-hmm. you know, kind of. And they were cannibals. And they were also known, you know, among the different Indian tribes, there were, they were called the enemy dwarfs. They were called the uh, dwarf cannibals. And Nymerigar. Isn't that like the pygmies? Kind of. Like in the Congo or whatever. And they, they actually like... That is a, like a small group of people. And they, they're very short. And they tend to have cannibalistic it, traditions. It's exactly the same story. Weird. It's the exact same mythology. It's really weird. So yeah, these little, little guys run around. And they would like kill people from other tribes. And they would eat them. I remember one of my favorite memories of all time. You're welcome. Okay. I was probably in like uh, second grade and you picked me up from school or didn't let me go to school. And instead you took me to watch the mummy two or the mummy three mummy returns or something. Yeah. And uh, we went to the movie theater instead of going to school. It was like the best day of my life. And uh, we went to the movie and there there's like those little monsters. And they would and blow they, the darts? They, yeah, they were like blowing darts, and they were like sharp teeth. Are you sure that wasn't like Indiana Jones? No, the, no. Something the I Crystal Skull? Me. Because they had those same characters in it. No, they had little, uh, like, like kind of ninja dude yeah, they blow that darts. like jumps up and, yeah. and blows darts. But these were like little monsters. Like, they were like a foot tall. Mm. They actually like get rid of them by like kicking a log off of canyon. And one of them's like riding like oh, a yeah, bowl, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was kind of humorous. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's what that I think of. It popped in my mind like one of my favorite things that's ever happened to me is not going to school and watching. Yeah, movies you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's based on the on these Native American legends, or it's a legend that happened in the Egyptian culture because that's kind of where that took place. The mummy. Yeah, you know, it's really weird about like this legend. So. Uh, apparently what happened and, and and like some of the tribes that had these same kind of characters were the Arapaho and the Cheyenne. Apparently the Arapaho fought these little dwarf cannibals mm-hmm. and they they won and basically annihilated them. To accomplish it, they actually used kind of an allied forces of different tribes in the area <laughs> to try to conquer these things. And they weren't exactly what you'd call human. They were distorted. They were messed up. They were something was wrong with these. Kind of like the different kinds of stories about the hybridization or the chimeras of like mm-hmm. the fallen angels with humans. It had weird features, like yes. maybe extra long arms or yeah. shorter legs. Or... It just wasn't. It just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stories of alien beings coming in and messing around with human women, you also find the stories of like these chimera creatures that were made of different animal types so it's almost like there was like some kind of genetic manipulation going on at the same time 
in these stories. I mean, why would you come up with this like weird creature that was part lion, part scorpion, part eagle, all of these things right. combined together? You know, it doesn't make sense. And so, you know, I wonder sometimes if there were these creatures that were super intelligent that had a relation with uh, human women that maybe they had super technology and they were messing around with the genetic base material of mankind and other yeah. things and messing things up because they want to be creative they want to create they want to they want to be you know a creator yeah kind of like the great spirit or elohim or god whatever you want to call it very interesting. Solid. So, okay, dwarf cannibals. I mean, that's one of the Native American legends that's around. It's it's very interesting. And I think of hobbits with, like, really sharp teeth running mm-hmm. around, jumping on Legolos and biting his head off. Yes. Yeah, I like it. Like, zombie hobbit. Mm-hmm. Zombit. So along with the dwarf cannibals in Native American legends, you have what is known as giant cannibals. Mm-hmm. Now, these are basically the same thing as little small cannibals. Definitely more terrifying to me. But huge. Yeah, more terrifying. Like 7 to 10 feet tall um, that ran around and would eat the Native American Indians. Yep. And one of the biggest stories is the one out of, is that Lovelock Cave? Yep. The Lovelock is the lake. Yeah. But it's the same band of these giant red-haired cannibal giants. Mm-hmm. And the Native Americans finally trap them in a cave. They hunt them and they trap them in the cave and they burn them Burn up. the cave down. And yep. so I've done research on that. I don't know if we want to talk about it now because I think we'd like to go there one day and do yeah, a Yeah, yeah. We can just, you just do like a synopsis, but not deep. Okay. I love that story because we talk about how these beings, these angels, fallen angels, these Elohim. Elohim, Raphaim, Nephilim. They were like a little smarter. They were a little advanced. Yeah, they had advanced technology. Yeah. So that is like the the place where they're living in a cave. They're probably trying to make it by because there's not a lot of them. But they they have like the oldest uh, relic of a duck decoy there. Really? Off the lake. Because that used to be a lake. Uh-huh. And now it's freaking... Dried. Yeah. Yeah. But, and so they have like these old rel- like duck decoys made out of like uh, reeds. And, and they're making they're, decoys, they're making huh? duck decoys, and they were apparently hunting duck off this lake. It's a good setup, and that, that's funny to me that they were actually like manipulating the the environment. Hadn't really happened yet, you know. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, a deer, let's shoot it with a pokey stick." Now they're like, "Let's lure them. Let's understand their mm-hmm. habits. Let's make fake ones to have them land next to, and then we'll shoot them with a pokey stick." So one thing interesting you're talking about that. One of the, the things about the book of Enoch, it talks about the watchers and it talks about the fallen angels that procreate and they have these offspring. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about in these legends that, that these creatures gave humanity technology. That's what I mean. About you know metallurgy, about all of these things. Yeah. And, and list through the names of the these watchers the, and the technology that they specialized in. So they were like really smart, had advanced technology, and were sharing it with humans as they boinked their women and had these, like, chimera offspring. Yep. And so why wouldn't they, you know, possibly be manipulating science like DNA or genetic structure or whatever? 
And this, you got when you read this stuff, you got to realize this stuff is like ancient. It's not like a, a yeah. science journal. Well, Lovelock Cave is just a mm-hmm. uh, spoken word oral tradition, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's been passed down. And, and you actually go to this cave and there are black. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. the inside burned. of the cave is actually mm-hmm. just black with burned char. and Yeah. So stuff. the story is that the tribes that allied together chased this remnant, these giants, these cannibal giants into the cave and then... They didn't come out, so they eventually just stockpiled it with all kinds of flammable material. All the reeds on the shoreline. And then they burned them up. They killed them. And supposedly there were giant bones found inside the cave later when the miners went in Mm -hmm. uh, to mine, which I find this interesting, bat poop. Guano. They they went in to mine the guano, and then Mm. they found giant bones in there. Which mysteriously have disappeared, which is a whole other subject. Wait, what disappeared? The miners? No, the skeletons. Oh. That they dug out. Okay, quick blurb. People, there are stories of people digging up giant bones all over the planet. Mm-hmm. But they all disappear. Oh. Why? What's the conspiracy? If it is a conspiracy, what do people not want us to know? Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. That's a whole other podcast session. Somebody check Yao Ming's <laughs> coffin. I don't know if he's alive. Or dead. But, it, you Probably know, it's not. really weird. So you have these giant cannibal stories. But not all of them are cannibals. You have these stories of these giant white cannibals. And these cannibals... Not all of them are cannibals. Some of them are white cannibals. Well, not all of them are cannibals. <laughs> okay. But, but all of them are giant. So like the cannibal giants, for whatever reason, are always described as having red hair or red beards. Mm, soulless. And there's a famous story about... You can Google this. It'll come up. Um, whether it's true or not, you decide about the Kandahar giant. In Afghanistan, in Kandahar, in a, the- a bunch of a troop of uh, I think Marines mm-hmm. or Green Berets go in, and they're told to go to this cave mouth, mouth of a cave, and they go in, and there are all these bones of like look like human bones, and then this giant comes out. They get in a firefight with a, with giant, a giant spear, giant, right? Yeah. And they end up killing it. It kills one of their own, and then they radio it in, and then like the military comes in and like carries it off in a giant cargo net and one of these big helicopters, and then it's loaded on some kind of big airplane, carted off to never be seen again. Hmm. So, I mean, whatever, take that with a grain of salt, but whatever that is, it's a weird it story. It's a weird story. So you have that story, you have those stories in Native American mythologies, and you have possibly a lot of those things inscribed on petroglyphs. And of course, there are giant stories all over the world. Um, you know, you got Goliath, you've got, uh, I don't remember. But anyway, there was a giant in the Bible that had like a bed that was like 12 feet long. For only Og, king of Bashan, remained of the remnant of giants. Behold, his bedstead was a bedstead of iron. Is it not in Rabbath of the children of Ammon? Nine cubits was the length thereof, and four cubits the breadth of it after the cubit of a man. It was huge. He's just bragging. Yeah, just a big, big probably, giant. Probably drove a big truck. Yeah, so it talks about the descendants of this guy. Um, suddenly we have these giants, and giant legends are everywhere. Sometimes they're, they're just kind of benign. They're not really bad or good. But some of the stories are that they came from outer space, and then that they left. Um, and another story is that the great spirit judged them because they became proud and violent and and basically they did not have respect for other humans. Oh, weird. 
Forced humans. Yeah. And so they were destroyed by the Great Spirit. Well, that's weird. And that's a Native America kind of story. Hmm. So, I mean, that sounds very reminiscent of like the, the Noah story. Christian perspective. Yeah. So anyway, those stories, you know, are talked about. There were the Choctaw and the, the giants were called Nahulo. And then there were the white uh, giants that the Navajo talked about. They were called the Starnakes. That's a cool name. It is. That would be my football team. And then the Comanches had a a legend of the 10-foot tall white giants who forgot peace and mercy and became proud. Hmm. And they were wiped out by the Great Spirit. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Who who had that? Comanches? The Comanches, yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these stories are there. And what's really weird, and what we've tried to do is engineer, and maybe not very well, but we've tried to engineer this story to kind of lead us to a destination. Yeah, we had a we had a plan. We had a plan to get us to a place where we could talk about our next series, which is a giant fella. It's a giant fella, a giant hairy fella. He's seen everywhere. And this thing is something that's talked about by everybody. It's it's a fad. You can buy shirts and all kinds of swag mm-hmm. with this character on it. And his name is what Austin. Sasquatch, Bigfoot. I don't want to say Yeti. it out loud. I'm afraid yeah. somebody will look at me funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're a Sasquatch Maliva. But anyway, that's where we're going to land this ship. We're going to end our Strange Rock episodes right at the feet of Bigfoot. Bigfoot's feet. <laughs> because, believe it or not, on some of these strange rocks are petroglyphs. And there are a lot of Native American Indian legends about giant hairy creature that we call Bigfoot. Yeah, or, yeah, just creatures that are, I mean, you have your typical Bigfoot Mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. You know, monkey, gorilla. I think of the gorilla from uh, that old uh, George of the Jungle movie. Mm -hmm. You know, where they, like, speak with an English act. Don't pee on the roses! And then the elephant drops. It's like... You know, you really should work on your anger. Have you tried Brankowski's cage the rage technique? Dumb. Yeah. I think of that kind of guy as Bigfoot, you know? Yeah. But then in the Native American legends, he's like kind of more like like a forest ninja, kind of like a... There are a lot of stories about, about Bigfoot. I mean, they don't necessarily call him Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. They have different names for him, but it's the same thing. Yeah, like... Some, Giant hairy creature, and he's supernatural. He's kind of got a red-headed tint to him. Yep. Maybe a little bit hungry for the human variety. Yep. And he shows up on petroglyphs. Oh, interesting. So on our website, go there. You can see it's called, I think they call it the Hairy Man Petroglyph. Ooh. And uh, it's on the, uh, I think it's called Tule River Indian Reservation in California. And there's a famous depiction of this strange creature that looks like Bigfoot, a hairy giant creature. Um, maybe it's a medicine man. Maybe it's a shaman. I don't know. But know. whatever it is, it looks like Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And so it's got that nickname. And I figured that's a great place to land this four-part episode that we've been talking about, Strange Rocks. And it gives us our launching point for our investigation on Bigfoot. And to do the investigation next weekend, we are going on a Sasquatch hunt, a Bigfoot hunt. Bam, bam. 
We are traveling. We're going to travel. This is our furthest away investigation destination so far. We're going to go how many miles? Several. About five hours away. And it's going to take a combination of our IDV and our MIDV. MIDVs. And we're going to combine forces, go up there, and we're going to try to find some information and maybe even run into the big guy himself. Yep. Whatever he may be. Maybe he's a giant skin for a disembodied Elohim. Some biological 3D printed sack. Trans-dimensional meat. That the spirit of a nefarious demon monster can hide inside. Mary. Mary. Or and Piven and Frodo Baggins, <laughs> or maybe he's just a bipedal ape species that we just haven't caught yet. So we're trying to figure out if he's biological. We don't know what he is, but we're going to try to find out, and we're excited about it. We were bummed that they canceled the uh, the uh, SquatchCom 2020 in Boise. So this is our way to still launch into that, and we're going to go up there. We're going to try to find him for you guys. We're going to bring a lot of whiskey. I hear he's a drinker. Mm -hmm. Yep. We're going to sit him down in a heavy-duty camping chair. Yep. That reclines. Yep. We're not like savages. We're going to let him recline, relax, have some of our whiskey. We're going to make him up some... Maybe we'll get some human meat we can chop up for him. No, no, no. No, no, no. Take me here. No. It's just going to be pork. But we'll tell him it's human because I hear they taste a lot alike. I think and it, we'll they see all what, taste like chicken. We'll see if he picks human, pork, or if he picks just like regular yeah, sausage. If you we'll like get online we'll and take a bait survey, him. which you think no, he'll we'll, we'll put them both in front of him and see which one he takes, and we'll know beef and if he's pork cannibalist. And be like, oh, here's some human we found, and here's some pork sausage. So you just pick your own. How fella. are we gonna find a human? <sighs> You're just not following. Are you along. It's that? called lying. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it'll be chicken. Okay. No, gotcha. it'll be pork. Well, what I'm excited about. It'll be fun. We're gonna get up there, get out of town a little bit, build a fire, sit out at night, look around. There is in this area where we are going a very credible Bigfoot sighting. That's kind of famous in that area. I looked it up. It's there, and I think, hey, let's go there and let's see if we can figure okay. it out. It's yeah. a. It's next to a giant forest. Yeah, it would be a class A encounter. Yeah. Which if means that visual as well as the other, you know. Audible and uh, in, in person. I don't think there was touch. There might have been, f- you, you know, a flying plus. rocks and loud screaming noises. Yeah. Flying rocks. And maybe knocking, some banging on trees. Screaming yeah. noises and uh, visual. Yeah. It was the full Monty of Bigfoot. Yeah. But yeah, we, we are really fun. excited about doing this. And as we're wrapping up the show, I guess, you know, that's a, a good way out to say, you know, it was a long journey to get from Strange Rocks at uh, Map Rock in Idaho to Bigfoot. Yeah. But that was our goal. And I hope you guys are spiraling around the vortex <laughs> of this information. And I hope you don't get sucked so far down in that you can't climb back out. That's always a danger. We want to know the truth. We want to know what's out there. 
and we are about finding the truth about strange things. We 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 plan on riding our motorcycles and having fun until we accidentally stumble across it. Yeah, and if we do stumble across it, hopefully we'll have maybe some GoPro action going on, mm-hmm. so that we can share it with you guys, and uh, maybe some audio recordings. We should even while we're up there around the campfire, beckoning Bigfoot to come in, start talking about volume two of a strange thing in the woods. Yep. Because I think we should do that every year. We should send out the uh, beacon. Yes. So if any of our listeners have had an experience while they're out in the woods, or outside in general, it doesn't have to be the woods, it can be anywhere outside. If you've had something strange happen, we want your story. We'll feature it on our podcast, and we will give you swag. I don't want to hear outside like, well, I was walking out of my apartment building in downtown New York, and I saw this guy who had no pants on. I want, like, you... There were at least 12 teen trees around. Well, think about Ron's story. Yeah, but, I mean, that's he was different. He was, like, a, he was a witness to a guy getting his legs chopped off by a train. Right. But where was he at? He was in a car in Salt Lake City. And in he the was... City? They, they were watching... They were looking forward at the railroad crossing. Right. And a hobo tried to jump a train, and the train ran over him and chopped off his legs. But what that's I'm a strange is, thing. It wasn't in the woods, but it's outside. So we said, "Hey, we got to tell the story." What I'm saying is, I don't want to hear like because if I go to the mall, I could write a book about idiots. So I'd go to Walmart. You don't have to go to the mall. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like no. don't go to like some highly popular. I want to be like, hey, I was hey, outside. Hey, hey. Come on, it was now. dark. And this weird thing. We happened. do not want to limit our listeners and their what their you know perception of weird is or strange. We might cut them. They might not make the cut, but I still want to hear their stories. Okay, okay. Because we could do a secondary kind of about strange things. Strange listeners who tell us not so strange stories. Weird <laughs> normal things. Yeah. yeah. So that's okay. Last time we only got like three stories. We had to go out and like bang on doors to try to get extra stories. Had a gun involved. It was a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, tell us your stories. Send us your stories. All you have to do is send them to my story m y s t o r y my story at a strange thing dot com, and we'll get them. So send us your stories, and that would be awesome. Also, want to say as we're closing out this episode which probably turned into two episodes. Get on Facebook and like us. Join our group there called A Strange Thing Group, where you can share strange stories. Um, Like us on Twitter. Go to whatever your favorite podcasting app is and like us there and subscribe. The more listeners that we have, the more opportunities we have to tell and spread these weird stories, strange things all over the uh, podcast universe. And maybe... Maybe we'll start even branching into a little video with it. So we'll have our podcast and we'll maybe do a video episode of each of our podcasts. I think think for next week, I think we should strap some GoPros on our... uh, Motorcycle helmets? Skid lids and just head up there and see what jumps Uh, in front of the trail. They can watch me awkwardly try to manhandle a motorcycle. I got a question for you. What? If you had to build a chimera as your personal pet, like a lifetime pet. My avatar... Yeah, like you get you get to build this thing, and I know what you'd build. What buffalo chicken? <laughs> no, no, 
No, it would be cool, though. It would be like a well, pet. Well, it depends. Like, you I mean, would it, it be around. like something you'd actually have around your house? I was like, yeah, like, it, it's your buddy. Like, you, you're going to go camping, you got to take your chimera with you. And That's put them simple. In. I don't even have to think about it. Let's hear. A monkey dog. <laughs> monkey dog? Yeah, because monkeys are smart, they're intelligent, they can hop around, but dogs are loyal and friendly and they love mm. you. I can't think of a better, you know, a pet. Yeah, I, I, that's a good move. A monkey dog. And you wouldn't have to wear a diaper, right? It, it would know. Yeah, yeah, he'd know. It would have the he'd wherewithal probably, to be like, I'm going to go poop He's smart if he could go in the toilet. And he, like, wouldn't make eye contact. <laughs> he, like, make constant eye contact with you like a dog would. While, <laughs> While he he's goes. pooping, he's like, hey. <laughs> Tuck his rear end up <laughs> Like, hey, look what I'm doing. That's pretty funny. It depends Image. if they... I don't know if monkeys have a What kind of, of monkey, shame. though? No, well, no, no, One of those dog, little ones. One of those little ones. Like a spider monkey. Spider monkey, So yeah. you could be like... So you want Baboo from... Or Latin. lemur dog. Lemur dog. Oh, so like the sideways hopping... Yeah. Lemurs with a tail that they can grab onto things. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. But they're not quite full monkeys. I don't know. Anyway, we need to close this out. We've been talking now. I'm looking over here. We're over. I don't get to build my own chimera time. or some kind. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to know what <laughs> what chimera you would would you build? I'd, I've been I've been thinking about it since I was like eight. I think I want a giant grizzly bear with the personality of like a really good dog. Ukus. Like remember Ukus? Yeah. I want a grizzly bear. Ukus. Police dog. Yeah. It's like a police dog that knew German. Ich bin ein Grizzly dog. House. House. <laughs> grizzly hund. I don't know how to say grizzly. But, uh, yeah, you could like get on it and ride it around. Yeah, but just think how much he'd be out in your yard pooping all day, and those things would be ginormous. I don't care. And you'd have to like find a pin for him. Yeah, but I could live. He wouldn't even fit in your car. I could live anywhere. I wouldn't take him in my car. But then how could you like ride around and then let him out and attack people? I wouldn't attack people. What would you use them for? Whatever I wanted. You could get anything you wanted if you had a grizzly bear that just did what He you could wanted. be your bomb-sniffing bear dog. Bomb dog? Yeah. Bomb bear. Bomb bear dog. Bomb bear dog. <laughs> bomb bear dog. But, like security at your house. Yeah. You know how Protect my, your kids. I, I got a little long Until hair. they got hungry and ate your kids. No, because he's a good dog. He's a good boy guy. See, you'd have to be able to control their intellect and their yeah, base nature. That's why he's a very well-trained puppy puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I got a long-haired mini weenie, not to brag. <laughs> but uh, that's what she said. When somebody knocks on the door, I know somebody's there because he's barking, not because I heard the knock. But could you imagine like somebody breaking into your house? <laughs> and instead of seeing a long-haired mini weenie, like, he wouldn't have to break into your house because the bear dog hear- would break your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that'd be great. It'd be like security all the time. Or, <laughs> but then it wouldn't be like, I gotta go to the Gulf so of Mexico they, to check out my protective. animal. They're protective. They're almost like a water dog. Water dog. Yeah. Yeah. I'd dolphins? say so too. Did yeah. you know dolphins rape each other? What? Yeah, I'm just I'm saying. I don't even like talking about this anymore. But it is now, Austin. <laughs> it is 1130. We need to go to bed. So, you want to close this out? So you want join to close us. This out? So Do you want to so close us? <laughs> it's payback for the last. I time. got you good last time though. That was funny. Interrupter. So join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange conversation like tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Taters. Taters. <laughs>